everyone, and welcome to Casual Nonsense. I am Mark, and I am still your host. If you are listening right now on Spotify or Apple, and you're not already, please make sure that you're following the podcast. Um, this really helps with the algorithm of the show, which is just another fancy way of saying that it helps us be found by others. So you'd be doing me a solid by you know, making sure that button is, uh, is clicked. And as a bonus feature, you'll know whenever a new episode comes out. So you're welcome. Oh, here we are, episode 43, and we're still going strong. You know, who knew? Uh, today's show, I got to hang out with Liza Jacob. So Liza, or Lizzie, as I get to call her, because now we're best friends. Uh, she's a voiceover book narrator, which is kind of a cool gig. Uh, she gets to hang out, read, and, and she gets paid for it. So, but as we find out in this episode, uh, there's a lot more to it that goes into it than just showing up to read. So, uh, anyway, let's uh, let's get into it. All right, we got casual nonsense back and ready to go here today. I'm sitting here with Liza Jacob Jacobs Jacob Jacob no S no S so singular Jacob <laughs> <laughs> just anyway, me anyway Liza welcome welcome to Casual Nonsense. Uh, uh, thank Thanks. you so much for coming on today. I'm excited. Sure. So you uh, have a pretty cool job. I'm going to say pretty cool because I don't do it, but you are uh, you are a voice for for books. You're an audio voice for books. Is that is that right? Yeah, I'm an audiobook narrator, and I do. I it's a very very fun job. I like my job very much. I've been doing it for about four years now, and I sort of fell into it backwards, but. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> how, how does that happen? What, what does that mean? Back, like... <laughs> um, I went to school for illustration and design and worked in it for, I don't know, like eight years. Mm-hmm. And um, I had sort of, you know, been like, okay, I'm going to do the office job and then that'll lead to this and this and then I'll freelance. And then I will do illustration for children's picture books. And so when I got a six-book deal with a traditional publisher. I was like, this is it. I've made it. I am like 100% where I need to be. That was, You got an, an illustrated jo- like deal? To illustrate, to, okay. yeah. And um, it was super fun, and I absolutely loved it. And then when we like finished and I had handed in all my final stuff, final art, totally done, and um, my art director looks at me and he goes, so you must be really excited to order some copies. And I was like, no, don't worry about it. it in my um, contract, I put in for 25 copies of each and there's six of them. Like my mom can only take so many. Right, <laughs> like, right. And um, then he was like, no, to sell at book fairs. And I was like, one more time. They, they, were, making, they were making you <laughs> so, sell them? That, that was the intention. And um, then, you know, the more I got into the industry and the longer I spent around this, even for the big guys, going to book fairs and schools and doing these school visits, um, it's a huge part of the industry that I foolishly thought I would show up and draw pictures. And that was not – I was wrong. And I just – I think I just had my first child. That was just not in the cards for me. That was just not – you know what I mean? Like not going to be um, – not my journey. As an artist and creative, right? Like you don't want to be a salesperson necessarily, right? You just want to do your craft and... Yeah. And it's tough because I think there are a lot of creative jobs where you have to wear the other hats and to different degrees, right? Like mm-hmm. at the at this point, I feel like almost everybody's like, no, really, you have to do LinkedIn. No, really, you have to do whatever. But I mean, if you look at um, independent writers, holy, there are like... They have to be an entire corporation under one roof. It's wild. Yeah. So I was just taking a break and, you know, sort of figuring out what the next thing was going to be for me. My cheerleading coach from college posted on Facebook. She was like, I just narrated a book. Come check it out. You know, like leave a nice review. And I was like, sorry, what? Because at this point, like I have two Audible accounts so that I can have more credits. Like one Audible account at 100 percent wasn't enough for me. We need to. And I was floored that this was not simply a, oh, you have to know someone kind of a thing. Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to audition and I'm going to fail. And that's all right. That's how we learn. And I'll say, well, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity to audition. What did the person who got it do? Would you mind asking them if I could hear their audition and your thoughts on mine as well? But I booked it. 
And I was like, oh. One for one. You're like, this shit's easy. <laughs> it was just, I was like, no, more like it was like deep set panic. I was like, oh, fuck. What are we like? Oh. And so I did the series. I did not have a home studio set up. Like when I auditioned, it was I took the comforter off our bed, pulled it backwards over my head and had a little plug-in mic in Just, my computer. Just yeah, to give you the soundproof. Yeah, sure. Oh, God. And like then I was like, oh, wow. Okay, well, I don't know if I'm going to do that for four books. Yeah, that's good for 20 minutes, and then it gets <laughs> yeah. hot. <laughs> it got right. very hot. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Anybody who podcasts knows you only last so long under a blanket. Yeah. Um, unless you live in, like, Alaska with the windows open. <laughs> So I had to figure it out. I had to rent studio space at first and then build a studio. My husband helped me build one in our old – it was – the house was built in, like, 1890. And, like, we're up in, like, one of the little eaves. Little nooks. Like soundproofing. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then I spent, like, two and a half years getting training after I closed those that gig out, um, which was awesome. Acting lessons and narration lessons and lessons on the business of narration and um, just really – diving into figuring out exactly how to be um, a professional at this because I felt like I had the chance to really start over. And that is so rare and so unique. I didn't want to take it for granted. Mm. So, and you yeah, love it. now I'm I'm in it. I, oh, <laughs> I can't like if you would have told me two and a half years ago or not two and a half, like five and a half years ago before I started. Oh, yeah. You're going to sit alone in a small room and you're going to love every second. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, thanks, friends. I don't think so. So like, you sit and there now, and you you got your coffee, your tea, and you're basically just reading out loud. Like that's like my wife's dream. Like, oh, you mean I get to be by myself and read? That's all she wants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, and, and uh, you get paid for it. I mean, let's just top that off. You know, it's pretty pretty glorious. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, that's awesome. Lie. But yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. You're going to have to pry it out of my cold, dead hands. Well, you know, I think there's a good um, a good market for that, too, because so many people, like you kind of touched upon it, right? If you were self-publishing and uh, a friend of mine who, by the time this episode airs, she had already aired, but uh, my friend Natasha just put out her first book, first book, and she was talking about that. So, like, when you said that, that's fresh in my head because we just recorded, uh, you know, recently. But she um, yeah. she was just saying all the different things that a self-publisher does and so forth. So, um, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, any kind of uh, – I don't want to say side hustle. I don't know. I, I don't know if you refer to – your job's not really a side hustle. It's, it's a job. But It started there, though. It, it starts, started there. There you go, right? But there's a lot more to it than I think most people realize. And you start touching upon it because, you know, you need the equipment, right? You need – um, you took some acting lessons. You took you were you were coached. You know, it's not as simple as just picking up a microphone and start talking. I mean, maybe some people get away with that. Maybe there's the rare people that are just you know they're born awesome. I mean, we can't help it. You know, but <laughs> it's just the way you are, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but you know, if you want to be good at it, you want to you owe it to the the authors to be good at your craft and to give their book justice because I'm. I'm guessing here that you've had repeat people come back to you and say, hey, you did a great job in this book. Would you do the next series or, or whatever, right? Absolutely. The vast majority of what I've done has been within a series for an independent author. And it's it's great. And, you know, it's funny. I feel like when I was starting out, like my first couple of books, I was very happy to take the low, low rate. <laughs> right. Yeah. And just, I'm just happy to be here. Yep. I'm just happy to be here. Exactly. And, like, I got to tell you, man, on my very first ever book, she got what she paid for. Like, I was brand new. I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. I was doing my absolute best for the fresh shot she gave me, like, of being able to do a book. But at the same time, like, whew. Still pretty but, good, though, right? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll say this. I'm in a much better place now. <laughs> do, do you go back and have you listened to, like, your first like at the beginning days to now, have you? Can you compare the difference? Um, I've listened a little bit. It's real. It. Mm, it's. Uh, I like listening to my re recent stuff better. Right, of course. Um, but something I did then that I do not regret is if anybody ever asks, I am happy to send them the links to those books. They are not hidden. But I did do them under a different name. I did them under Clara Abbott. And it's great because I can't remember how many I did under her. Good old Clara. 
good old Clara. She did like <laughs> 10 books. And so by the time I started using Liza Jacob, me, I really knew exactly which way was up. What am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, there's no the classic like mistakes. There's no character bleed. I'm not like breathing heavy. You know what I mean? Like, because you get those people where they're like, <gasps> and you're like, whoa. But like all those little things got figured out. And now if you look at Liza Jacob, I am so proud of that work. Good. And I'm so excited to do more under that name. And I have a couple of other pseudonyms for genres where like uh, they're niche. You know what I mean? Like a, a real like sci-fi fantasy, like we're going to have a lot of male listeners like that world. That is that's going to live under a different name because you're not going to want to listen to all the like cozy mystery, like girl chiclet kind of I stuff see. that happens under Liza Jacob, which is the majority of what I get. I'm always like a librarian or like, uh, you know, like a teenager. I'm like, then I have um, a romance name because there are people who will consume romance at like voracious speed. So, you know, great. OK, this is my only romance name. Well, I'm going to put you okay. in touch with uh, my friend Natasha because, like I said, I don't know fully what her audio plans are. But, yeah, you never know. You never know. I like to connect people yeah. when we can. So so your timing is it. pretty good because her book, uh, September 1st, her book, uh, by the time this airs, it already had been out. But but anyway, uh, so you're, uh, you're a Jersey girl, right? You're from New Jersey? I live here. I am from Maryland, my friend. Okay. okay. I, I am a Baltimore girl. <laughs> In Good. my heart. Um, I live in New Jersey. This was where my husband and I landed after college. He got a job in Jersey, and I got a job in New York City. We were like, okay. And so we lived in Union City for a year and a half, and it was a blast. It's sort of, you know what I mean? like City life before kids. Yeah. And it was great because like, getting into the city was unbelievably easy and you could go out there and you know what I mean but then you didn't have to fight to get across the other way like it's the opposite of being like I live in Brooklyn and I would like to drive my car somewhere it's like can't get <laughs> see there. you in four days yeah like, <laughs> right but yeah so we're here in, in Jers with bagels and pizza and I'm missing the crab cakes it's okay so, <laughs> Maryland is Baltimore is famous for their crab cakes um, mm-hmm. So, and you got two two young daughters, is that right? Yeah, four and eight, and they're about to be five and nine. Nice. Feels very like, oh god, you guys. Those are fun ages, though. <laughs> they're fun ages. It is. It's nice. Everybody's getting to the point of being rational, which, <laughs> ooh, gotta love that. That is really. You can look at them and be like, buddy, if you don't listen. I can't make it work. And they're like, okay. Like, Thank God. <laughs> you know, what's awesome though, is because you're, because of your job too, like you're, I, I mean, we'll leave awesome out for interpretation, but because you work <laughs> from home, right? So you're available, mm-hmm. which it's just a benefit to the job. So you can get them yes. off the school and then you have, we'll call them mother's hours to do any recordings that you need to do. Um, 100%. You know, I mean, I don't know your deadlines or whatever, but uh, I'm guessing that you can get the majority of your work done in that five hour span or six hour span whatever it is and uh, sure. s- sometimes even have time left over you know i don't who knows i don't know don't come on <laughs> uh, all the parents out there know that that was that not, was not so much that was, that was a giggle <laughs> nice. no i do not <laughs> but you're absolutely right it's a lot of my deadlines are measured in mostly weeks sometimes days and so, you know, like you got to be home to let the plumber in or to pick up a kid's lunchbox and drive it back to school. Like it's really lovely to to just have the freedom to set my hours. And I know that's so overused, but it is actually true, which, you know, is really very nice. Oh, it is. It, really- it 100% is. Um, I spent about uh, five years at home. I used to run a T-shirt business from home. and. Nice. um it was, it's a lot of fun. Like it was, um, I probably wasn't very good at it, but I, cause I'm not an artist. Right. So I was just the way that my brother and I were doing it. Um, you know, we were kind of middlemen kind of printing other people's shirts and just, you know what nice. I mean? So we were, we were learning the ropes. I had a lot of fun doing it. It was great, but it, it certainly didn't pay the bills like I was hoped to. Um, but yeah. my, my first venture, you know, I still have a, I, I still do it a little bit right now, just at a different level. But, um, but the point of that is, you know, I worked from home and at the, at the time, you know, my kids were 
some I have four kids total now and this was Oh awesome. My youngest is now ten. Uh and this mm-hmm. was shortly after she was born. I stopped mm-hmm. doing it because I was like, Okay, maybe I gotta get a quote unquote real job or or have more of an income, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um Fair. so my wife was very supportive and she hung on to me, uh hung on to me doing this job for, for a while, but she supported my my passion, so that's good. So she's like, You can that's still lovely. do it. She goes, Do that, you know, after you're done working and getting that steady paycheck in and then get it to that level. So, um, and that's kind of where I'm at with podcasting is like, you know, I work full time. I do podcasting. There's, there's really no money in podcasting for me at this stage. I'm still too new, but you know, hopefully at some point, if that works out, I, I welcome it. But for now I'm just having fun. That's amazing. Well, that's how the best stuff comes in, right? Cause you love this. You're great at it. You do it cause you care. Mm. That's, that's the best way to come at something. I feel I agree. And I did a lot of research on it. And that's what I was, that's where people were getting to. They said, do it. Don't go into it looking to make money because you'll just be disappointed. Like not, there's such a low percentage of people that make a career podcasting and like you have to combine it with other hustles and different things. And uh, so I'm not going into it for that. It's like, Hey, if I can make enough money at some point to like pay for my website to be renewed every year, like Cool. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Squarespace needs this much from me in yeah. November. So come on, guys. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. just, just donate. Just a, just a dollar is all I need. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So um, so let's talk about your equipment for a little bit because I know you use the same sure. type of equipment I use. Which So getting in the podcasting, again, I said I did the research on this ahead of time, was you know audio quality to me is probably the – the top of the level. You know what I mean? Uh, I think my quality yeah. is pretty good. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I'm sure you have too. But in the in the voiceover at, at world, like there's no room for error in that because you you just, you have to sound good, you know? And we yeah. talked about this a little bit before we started recording. You know, you have a good setup there uh, and you've got the soundproof room and you, know, you don't know, you no longer have to use the sheet over your head, which is great. So <laughs> yeah, no. Did you find yourself doing a lot of that research? I mean, it sounds like you had coaches or whatnot, but how did that come? Yeah. So um, I worked in the first house. Um, we moved a year ago. And in the f- last house, the studio, um, I actually had a sound engineer help me via Skype, which was great. We video chatted. Um, I'd send him recordings. We'd figure out what spots in the room needed treatment. And in that house, my husband had helped a huge amount with excluding sound um, as well as sound absorption. So like... I don't know how how in the weeds shall we get? <laughs> um, just for anybody who's listening who's curious, there are two types of sort of what people loosely use as soundproofing. There's soundproofing and sound absorption. So soundproofing is like I'd rather not hear the kids outside. Sound absorption is I don't want it to echo. Right. Did you ever watch like Mike Delgadio or any of them? I've not. Um, no. They have. He's a YouTube guy, and he's also a voiceover person, and he's got a lot of awesome content around building a studio I found super helpful. So, yeah, the old one was the classic sort of, like, egg crate foam is my sound absorption. And sitting in a dark room that long, doable, but I I am a a cheerful person who loves cheerful (laughs) things. And so for this one, I was like, hey, babe. And he's like, oh, God. And I'm like, what do you think about panels? And he's like, that so, sounds like a lot of work you, for me. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. So my dad helped, and my husband and my father put together. Um, behind me, I have panels that are thin pine frames, square frames. Yes. With batting, you know, the sort of squishy stuff ladies use for quilts. Yes. Or gentlemen, no judgment. Yeah, no judgment. And then, no judgment. And then I have like a sort of, I picked light blue because I think it's pretty, but it's like a tweed. And as an open weave, and it was funny because when I went into the upholstery store near us um, and I described what I was doing, it was like, oh, yeah, I've made panels before. Here's how I did it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, what kind of fabrics should I be choosing from? And he said, you want something where the weave is not too tight or flush. You don't even have to just choose a natural fiber like cotton. What you want to do is put it up to your mouth, and if you can breathe through it, you can use it. If you can't comfortably breathe through it, it will be more sound reflective, okay. which I thought was very interesting hmm. and definitely kept me from buying fabric online. <laughs> and then in this house, because we did 
we just finished a huge amount of renovations. So before when I was like, you know, you're home for like the plumber. That's that's a real story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like two days ago. <laughs> I'm like, uh, but in here I have um, double thick walls. They're, my walls basically from door frame to edge of door frame are 10 inches thick. So you, so know, you designed like, that room for the studio. Is that right? This is ex- exactly right. Okay. Whoever moves in here when we leave, which hopefully will be never after how long it took us to renovate. <laughs> right. No time um, soon. It's going to look at this room and be like, the fuck is yeah, wh- this? Because <laughs> it's like literally it's an eight by eight room, eight by eight by eight cube with no windows. Maybe and it can like, double for the next person as like a kinky room. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could. I think you could. You certainly <laughs> You might want like a I'm trapped, I'm stuck, the door handle's broken panic button. <laughs> but other than that, absolutely sure. You totally could. So you can get those foam panels in different colors, by the way. I believe they – because I have some I have some of the gray ones. Um, mm-hmm. You can't see them in the shot that we're in. But uh, I don't have my whole walls flooded with them. I have just enough to kind of sound absorb enough different colors. I, I need some more work. I'm totally unprofessionally set this up. But you can get them in different colors. You know, I have. Yep. I didn't want to thumbtack them to the wall. I tried the 3M tape and they fell off. So mm. what I have now is I I've taken cardboard boxes and I've took a glue gun to the cardboard and then I have that 3M Velcro to the wall so that they mm-hmm. stick there. Mm-hmm. So you got to set it up any way you could set it up. You know, whatever yep. works for you. You speak in my language. We in the old house. He. Uh... What's that? Spray 70? Like, whatever that stuff where they're like, don't put your hands in it. <laughs> it's heavy duty. <laughs> That's sticky. He used, yeah. He used that on, like, foam core, essentially, and, like, put the, the, the egg crate stuff on that, the acoustic foam on that, and then staple gunned it to the walls. Oh, wow. Which was fun to take off when we moved. I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked really well. Okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Um, and you do your, you also do your own editing, right? You're using, like, uh, Adobe for I, that? Yeah, a lot of times, um, sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. Certainly if there's a project, occasionally you get a project where, um, like for a small publisher, they, uh, or a big publisher, will say, no, we have our people just hand in raw audio. So that's what you do, which is glorious. And sometimes I will hire out and get an editor, and some like an audio engineer, and sometimes I will do it myself. And I do use Adobe Audition, I think it's funny, whenever you do anything, I feel like you don't have to be great at all the pieces, but you have to know what they are. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, And certainly for auditions, the turnaround is fast enough on those that I think it's great to be able to edit those yourself and master them. So I don't think I would try to edit like dual narration. Like I would not try to make like your levels and your room and your sound be like you and I are in the same room. That is a level of wizardry I'm not capable of. Correct. But yeah. I think I can I'm pretty okay at managing my own my own space. Yeah, that's all you can do, right? Um, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, you know, you don't have to like say so that's well said actually because you don't have to be an expert, but you have to understand it so that you're not ignorant to the to the tools around you, you know what I mean? I think it just yeah. makes you better at your craft, you know. Yes. So how do you yeah. how do you find your clients? Like how do you find people? Do people come to you at this point, or are you still auditioning for things when you see them? Both. I yeah, both. It's nice. I am at the point where people certainly do find me, which is lovely. Mm. Um, and it also better ensures that I am a good fit for the project. I do audition for stuff, but it's nice. I try to. I am at the point where I really am trying to only audition for stuff. Where I think, oh man, please, I'm just so good. Just let me, this is for me. This is, (laughs) I am this This is my role right here. Yes. And then there's other stuff where like, you know, you forward it to a friend. You're like, she sounds so like, I am never going to be your like scary, dark, grim character. Like, that's just not that's I thought going to say, uh, hey, this character's a total bitch. Uh, hey, Julie, uh, I got the perfect role for you. <laughs> You're going to do great at being an asshole. Right. Like, like no, no. Um, not how I'd pitch that. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's nice. I use um, a couple different casting sites, and um, there's lots of them out there, but there's really only a few that are really focused on audiobook narration. And I do not, I am not trained in 
general commercial voiceover. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. So I I don't go out for that. You know, it's one of those things where, like, as I learned with narration on my first ever audition, you might get booked. And that actually might not be great. Right? <laughs> like, well, you can do uh, – if you ever go to Voices.com, um, yep. like that's a place – I mean you could – you know, like I'm signed up for that, but I haven't actually done anything with it. I don't – like I don't use the paid one because I, when I first started podcasting, I'm like, oh, I'm going to sign up here. I'll do some voiceover. I'll nothing to it. And then you quickly realize that there is something to it. You know, and I'm like, Ugh, I'm not ready for that yet. I think the truth is similar for, you know, like commercial voiceover, narration, all these other um, sort of sub, you know, genres. Any random Joe hiring you may not hear the difference and you might both be happy with that. Okay. But for the level of pay and volume to make a job out of any of these, they've heard 100,000 people read that sentence they will be able to pick out the professionals with shocking ease. And it's why, for me, the moment I was done with that first series that I booked, I went immediately and I listened. I consumed huge amounts of content about, like, where do I find coaching? Who's a good fit? Yeah. You know, what will we be able to do online? What will I have to source in person? I'm really glad I did it because I think it's an, a never-ending uphill battle if you think, well, I'll buy the mic, and then I'm a narrator, and you're like, to you and me, perhaps. But, you know, it, for the casting director at Penguin Random House or even at the indie pub- the publishers, yeah, like, not enough. they hear the difference right away. So, you know, it's tough. It's not the answer anybody wants to hear because it's so much more satisfying to go on Amazon and be like, beep, bop, boop, I did it. Like, <laughs> I have my mic. I have ordered it all. I have arrived. you got to put the effort into the quality of work, and I think that, you know, you've clearly recognized that and capitalized on that. So, so good, good. I'm, I'm happy that you do that. Um, I th- it just makes a better quality product, you know. Well, and you can hear when I listen to your podcast, I can hear that that it wasn't your first day. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I can hear it. that you are good at what you do, and you're thoughtful, and your transitions are seamless, and you move the conversation with a really nice flow and pace, <laughs> like. You're not new. Whereas, like, if you asked me to do this tomorrow, I'd be like, where's my script? Like, what are you? <laughs> well, I'll yeah. tell you what, though. I, I appreciate you saying that. But I, I'll be honest. I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> I'm well, about, you're nailing it. I appreciate it. But, you know, I did a lot of research about it. And, um, you know, the sound quality is one piece. But I've also, yes. you know, you listen to a lot of podcasts and you listen to a lot of shows. And one pet peeve of mine is, you know, you listen to a show and they bring a guest on and that guest is calling from like their, their cell phone and they're in a convertible or something. And it just yeah. sounds so awful. And I'm like, no, nah. like I said, mm. I, I said, you know what? I'm never doing that. So when I, when I vet people, like when you and I met, I said, well, let's just, let's just talk for a little bit first. You know, one, I want to check your vibe and see what you're all about. Sure. But then it's yeah. also like, I want to get a feel for like what kind of auto quality, audio quality that you have. I've talked to a couple of people that. They couldn't get me on a computer or like a Google Meet or something. So we talk on the phone. They just seemed so distracted when they were talking to me. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I, you're not doing me a favor by coming on my show. I got I, I got plenty of people I can bring on. You know what I mean? But at the same side, like, hey, I want you on here. But if you don't want to be here, like, we'll, we'll part ways. You know what I mean? It's not a good time. You know, so if I'm talking to someone and I'm trying to, like, ask them questions about what they do and why they'd be a good guest or whatever and – you know, they're clearly in a room with like five people and they're having different conversations. It's like, okay, hey, thanks for your time. Appreciate you. You know, if you can't find 10 minutes to talk to me, then you're not going to be able to find a half an hour or an hour to sit down and record and get your attention. So I don't know where I was going with that. I'll be honest, but (laughs) that's what we do here. Yeah. That's one of those things too, where like, you know, if you had an amazing guest and they just like, can't handle the tech i don't know what you do with that like do you send them a loaner mic and ask them to mail it back like but great great audio is important and i feel like it kills me when i listen to a podcast and i am interested in what they are saying but part of their expertise the goody i am trying to absorb is lost in their wooden reading of what they have in front of them and the pace is so like you can see their eyeballs moving across the page, but they aren't on video. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's funny. It, like, I think there are people who just like naturally 
they come to this and it works. That's great. Yep. They aren't so conversational. They end up wildly down some rabbit hole no one else wanted to hear about because no one wants to listen to someone else's inside jokes jokes for two hours. But, of course, there's the other end, like the wooden end. And I feel like that's something that I really appreciate a well-done podcast because you've had to be the voice actor. You've had to be the script writer. You've had to write the outline and paste the show and edit it and work with your sound treatment like you have to wear all those little hats to have a podcast that just sings because when they do oh man they're so great and it's so again another shop worn term it's so authentic but it is (laughs) no it's it's, no it's totally true it's totally true i look at it as when i bring a guest on you know i like to i like to give that guest the respect of doing a little research on what they're about you know, but mm. the same side is if you're someone, and I don't know how many podcasts you've done, but let's just say you've done 50 podcasts. Uh, and mm. then I I don't want to ask you all the same questions that everyone else did because, well, you've done that already. Yeah. That's not exciting for you. And now you're just showing up and just going through the motions. Whereas yeah. I want to switch gears. I mean, my show is literally called nonsense, right? So when this, yeah. when we go yeah, off yeah. the rails and talk about, you know, God knows what, uh, that's okay. Like that's part of the show. Anyways, uh, we were getting meta there. I liked it. It's, <laughs> it's a podcast about a podcast about a podcast. <laughs> it's a it's a coffee table book about <laughs> coffee tables that turns into uh, anyway. Um, it smells like coffee. It smells like coffee. I don't know where we left this, but uh, yeah. So the, what I what I like is someone like yourself is like you're clearly good at at storytelling, whereas well, you could just you. you know you're talking about something you're passionate about. Like this is something you, you love to do and it's yeah. easy to talk about. I mean, I could talk about podcasting for hours, but I think that's that's not a good show. <laughs> so I don't know, man. It depends who's listening, I suppose. <laughs> but, um, but I love talking with other people who are in the industry, so to speak, right? I get to learn yeah. when, when, when I bring people on that I don't know anything about, you know, I, I get to learn a little something. That is, I'm, I'm I don't want to call myself ignorant, but I'm ignorant in a lot of these topics and I'm excited to learn more about, like, I don't know anything about voiceover, uh, you know, uh, audio, like audio books. Right. So this is interesting for me. Like I, I could guess, I could guess some of the stuff if I'm filling up multiple choice, I might get some right, but sure. you know, it's, it's nice to hear it. It's nice to have the appreciation of the audio and everything else. So you are all at different places in our journey and there will always be someone who has had more books done or more podcast episodes or someone who knows more, who's done more, been in it longer. And it doesn't devalue your own knowledge or your own experience or your own, your skill set that you bring along with your sense of self. And I think that's one of the really cool parts about being in a creative field, whether as a hobby or a side hustle or a full-time job, is that this isn't like, oh, well, I, I got my CPA, so I'm done, right? Like, I got my degree, and now, like, I'm as good as the next guy. And the answer is, like, no, we're all growing, and we're all learning, and it's shifting like crazy. It is, I mean, with the AI breakthroughs they've had in audio, all the, like, the books you'd see for nonfiction to audition that, you know, might have been written by AI, like, some of them were rough, you know what I mean? Okay. If it got written by AI... I guess it can be narrated by AI. But at the same time, like, I don't see the true acting gigs, like the nonfiction, even a lot of the, like, high-end nonfiction or, you know, fantasy, romance, mystery, all this stuff. They're human stories, and no one wants to listen. There's no emotion in AI, you know. If it gets there, we have bigger fish to fry than if people get to be voiceover artists. If AI can interpret, understand, and then truly emote human emotion in the written word without being like forcibly explained for every single sentence, and now you bring your pitch up, and now you bring your volume up, and now you bring it down. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying it, it won't happen. I am saying We'll we'll have other things to discuss that day. It will not be. Does Liza have a job? And there'll be bigger problems in the world. Indeed. And I think you know I've got a nice long time. Hopefully, like decades until it comes. Who knows? Maybe it's next week. But I wasn't kidding. You're gonna have to pry it out of my cold dead hands. I'm gonna be sitting in this room, and they'll be like, Lizzie, honey, like someone else. 
I already did this in 10 minutes with AI. And I'll be like, no, I'm leaving. <laughs> I refuse to admit that. Yeah. Uh, well, you answered fine. my question before I could ask it. I was going to ask you what you thought of like how AI would have an effect on your uh, on your spot, and you know, you answered what I was what I was hoping you would answer because I think like you spot on. It was, you know, you can't AI can't at this point not like uh, enunciate a lot of the human emotions and different things as you're as you're reading, and you know, when it does, you're right. I think we're in trouble. I think I mean, someone's trying to invent that. Someone's trying to be the person that can make that happen. And, you know, good for them because they're trying to figure things out. But I yeah. think the long-term ramifications of that is, you know, humans become less less needed in a lot of spaces, <laughs> right? I mean, I think I, yes and no. I would say two things to that. One, we've got to decide what we value and then move forward accordingly. Mm-hmm. And, like, by that I mean, like, Okay, do we value human beings getting to make art? I don't know. Real question. Honest question, right? Or do we think everybody should do something else? Because the list of things that AI can do and manage, by the time we get to expresses the full spectrum of human emotion based on thoughtfully, carefully written nonfiction and fiction, like, all right, then we've got everything else down, right? Then we've already gotten to the point where AI can do accounting and nursing and gosh obviously like you'd have to be saying like writing and like literally I can't name a job engineering architecture like we've just got to start saying like okay this is a super useful place for AI it is a tool we're in the driver's seat you know what I mean it's like when you're parenting and it gets really crazy and you're like (gasps) like oh wait I'm the grown-up it's gonna be okay (laughs) you know what I mean like I I can just put the Oreos on the high shelf. Just, you know, all right, AI is an amazing tool. And, like, use them in places where we don't put whole sectors of people out of work for jobs they loved, right? Like, if you're going to take away some awful, nightmare, dangerous job that everybody hated and you could never fill, like, "Eh, I'll hear you out on that. We've got to have space for people. And so let's pick that. Like, I want to hear stories written by people. And I certainly want to hear stories narrated by people. Well, it's imagination, right? It's it's the human imagination, the human creativity that can do that. I mean, unfortunately, that is being taught to AI. And Yeah, although um, when all these things came out, I don't use any of them. I don't, you know. None? You don't I use ChatGPT or any of the... I, I've used them. I, like, test them out. I'm like, okay. okay. And, you know, you go and you're like... A picture of a panda standing on an ice cream cone in a forest. And you're like, what? How did it do that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm like, that's – it's a novelty. But I think then you get into conversations about intellectual property and copyright because you can say a picture that looks like a Van Gogh of a panda. All right. Well, Van Gogh has been dead for a long time. We're not – you know. Not getting I, any more I don't those. love it, but like whatever. But you could say a picture in the style of a name, a painter who is presently alive, and you'll get it. You can do the same with chat GBT and say, but you can ask it in the style of that writer. Now we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We went from maybe this robot takes this sector of jobs to I can tell this robot to take your style, you, like looking at you. Yep. That feels very different to me. And I think, is AI a really interesting tool? Yeah, it absolutely is. Because, you know, you can be someone who works with plastic waste. I know someone who's in packaging. And so he can say, okay, we have this much, this many tons of plastic waste. How much is going in? And input all this crazy data and really try to work on sustainability and all those kinds of big, huge questions and take a hundred hours worth of work and make it four. Yeah. And know it's right. Yeah, it's super amusing to tell the thing to make a picture of a frog in a you know Victorian nightdress, right? <laughs> like, but I don't, I don't know that. Let me put it this way: There's a very funny tweet I saw that was, "Can we please stop asking AI to all want to be screenwriters? Go pick plastic out of the ocean." And I was like, "Yes, get them." Yeah, the thing, the problem is like what what happens is that if you're a company and you employ so many people and you say, sure. oh, I could buy this many AI machines to 
to cut labor, I mean, that's your bottom line. Like, you can't fault them for wanting to do that, but what you can fault them for is their business model. It's just like, well, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't, I don't own a big company like it's that. It's not but, straightforward. No, you're yeah. absolutely right. And, like, I think it was a New York Times article a couple days ago about um, specifically audiobook narration and AI. It went over basically all the same things you and I have said, right? Yeah. AI narration is, you know what I mean? Like, no one wants more than a minute and a half of it. Right. It's just sort of crazy dry. But I think it it is obvious that it's way cheaper. Some of the best places for it are you want to narrate a medical textbook that was never, ever, ever going to be narrated by a person. No human is reading that. $100,000. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like – Sweet, right? Or all kinds of things that, based on the cost of having a voice actor sit in a room and having an audio engineer pull apart your audio and make it beautiful and all those other things, that was never going to happen for whatever this item is. And it's going to make general like life enrichment for the blind 10 times better. Great. Do it. Or it's going to mean that the guy who works at the gas station just pops in the earbud. He is going to get a great out you know, a great um, grade on his LSAT. Fabulous. I want him to get to listen to those. That, that I, I want to see more like, I know maybe this sounds like painfully naive. I am not afraid of this shit, right? There are escalators and there are stairs and there are elevators and the guys building stairs still build stairs. Like, <laughs> it's okay. We're gonna be okay. Do you remember when they told us to, and like, I don't mean to Guess at your age, but my guesses were about the same age. They told us to unplug our computers on New Year's Eve of 1999. I do remember that. They told us to forking unplug them because, like, somehow while it was turned off but plugged in, like, the gremlins were going to crawl up the wire and, like, change all the dates or some shit. Like, and it didn't happen. The banks didn't fail. Like, it was okay. And I feel like this is a similar, like, it's super big and we need to pay attention and I obviously support the sag after strike and the Writers Guild strike. I think we need room for humans to still be humans. I think people want to see real people actors on the stage. I mean, do you remember Beowulf? Yeah, like kind of CGI-y kind of, yeah. And it it felt fake. Like, no one loves that. Well, like, it, it felt like a video game. Like, so some video yeah. games out there that are that are really awesome. Like, I love some video game <laughs> cutscenes. Like, this is dope. <laughs> But I don't know if I could watch 90 minutes of just the cutscenes, unless it's that, unless no, it's really awesome. But I, I can't, don't know. I laugh because my husband played oh, Fudge. What was the one where he's like a Knight Templar mercenary? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's Assassin's Creed? Yes. And I would like go to other things and I'm like, babe, call me for the movie part. They're, they're really incredible. I love some of the, some of the Star Wars ones out there too. People have, I don't know if they're fan created or just, you know, different things. And they're just mm-hmm. phenomenal because you get in the in the form of Star Wars, and you know, here we are getting into CGI, right? But you can you can really choreograph these like lightsaber duels that um, it's hard to replicate as as humans. I mean, there's there's people that can sure. do it, and you see some really cool things going on. But you know, as a as a fan of that, as as someone who wants to be entertained, like I enjoy that. You know, you're right because there there are a lot of repercussions that if it's, if we don't grow it responsibly, there's a chance that it could end poorly. You know, we saw Terminator sure. 2. Like, we know how this ends. Right? <laughs> right. Oh, no. I so, don't want that. I'm no, a very bad does. farmer. So, like, starting from true scratch on society is going to suck. Oh, 100%. Like, I don't want to have to. <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't uh, want an apocalypse. Those gardening ladies are going to have their day. They'll be like, mm, well, Told you, you so. guys were. Yeah, exactly. Yep. They can quilt and garden. And what can you do? Yeah. I could talk to you. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I can read you a book out use- loud. I know, and they're like, there are no books anymore, haha. And I'm like, fuck. Damn it. So, uh, do you do a lot of uh, like, are you big? Are you a big social media person? I know you have a, a TikTok where you've been. We talked about that a little bit. You've been trying to grow that, but um, yeah. I mean, you got to have a present. You got it right at this stage. You do. I know. I have like, I have one of everything, but like, I don't. I don't use Twitter. I have never figured that one out. I just never like. <laughs> I just you type a few things any. and hit enter. That's it. I know. <laughs> it's just and I like people are like, yeah, you got to post like four times a day, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm not doing that. That's not for me. Um, and I have Facebook, but I mostly use it for Facebook groups with other narrators. I don't really yeah. post 
interesting stuff up there. Yep. Um, I have Instagram. I used it for a while, and then I sort of fell off the wagon. I'm trying to be a good girl and do it again. TikTok is primarily where I live, and it's certainly where I see the most growth, right? Like okay. most of the people who interact with me there are narrators are the biggest group. Next biggest group is probably independent authors. And then um, sort of like audiobook, somewhere like a mix of like people who are fans and people who um, Aspiring are other... interested in, yeah, interested yeah. in getting a start or seeing what that would even mean. But yeah, I don't know. I like TikTok. It's sometimes it's like the scary Wild West and sometimes you're like, oh, wait, it's actually different. Like it's harder to do the fake Instagram pose in video. Yeah, everyone's a little more who they are, I think. So I just, I was listening to another podcast uh, earlier this week and they had a guest on and he, I don't know if you heard, uh, you know, as same vein as AI, but it was, it's mm. called uh, repurpose IO. And what mm. it does is it takes your Insta, your TikTok videos and it, you can schedule them or push them out to whatever other social media platform. So you don't have to, manage all these places it just makes it easier so this is the time saving that makes ai valuable so yes let's just say yes. you if you do five tiktoks a week and i don't know what the number is uh but yeah. you know do you you know put it here and then oh let me take the same exact one and put it on instagram like i'll, I'll wait two days and i'll put it over there you know you could schedule it you could take it for the month like i was watching a tutorial video on it um and i was like oh you could take you put this one on a Monday. Well, I'm going to put it on Instagram next Thursday, and then it's going to come. This one's going to come here on Tuesday, and this, you know, whatever. So, however mm -hmm. you want to display it out there to kind of keep, you know, people are on on both. You know, I'm more yes. of an Instagram person. Uh, I'm on TikTok, but I don't really use TikTok because, as we said, I haven't done any videos myself yet. Um, I'm, I'm working through breaking through that wall, but until then, I, I do I do my research and I try to figure it out. You know, so when I'm ready, yeah, it'll happen. Absolutely. I get I get absolutely. daughters that are like, oh, come on, we can we can do that. And I'm like, Ugh. I I had that moment though where my eight year old told her friend she was like, my mommy lets me watch TikTok, and I was like, no, I don't, no, I don't, no, I don't. <laughs> I'll like save videos for her that are like ones I have watched all of twice and know are fine. Of like. Right puppies and kittens and baby ducklings she's like walking around her school being like mm, my mom lets me watch tiktok i'm like i do not do not tell kids that right don't like, tell the totally teachers that no Jeez. terrible mother God. so my uh my youngest is 10 uh she has nice. she has a tiktok so we, we let her create one uh we have it as a private account so her and her friends yeah. can you know but she's she's awesome she's always on it she's doing stuff like uh, she's pretty mature, ten year old. I actually had her on the podcast for a little bit. She's on an episode for a couple of minutes, and uh, yeah, she did awesome. She just told me yesterday she wants to come back on again. So um, that's glorious. Yeah. She, oh, that's so. How's ten? Tell me. Ten, ten, <laughs> ten is no, a good age. Ten's a good age. Ten. They they want a lot of things. Uh, that's for sure. Mm. But you have both girls. Two girls. Yeah. Yeah. I found my opinion right as a mm. from a father's perspective. I found yeah. girls were. They're easier when they're younger, so the age mm -hmm. years are now. When you hit sure. those teenage years, maybe it's a different perspective from a mom's perspective. But from a dad's mm -hmm. perspective, teenage years are rough, rough years for a dad as a teenager because when that puberty starts kicking in and the hormones start kicking in, um, you know, it doesn't matter what happens. Uh, guess whose fault it is, right? <laughs> there's, there's no win there for me. The angst, man. Yeah. Oh, it's, but, you know, they get tough. past it. So, yeah. you know, now I get them, they're a little older and like now we're friends, you know what I mean? So yeah, like, there's, there a, there's a window there. You just have to, you got to weather the storm and you get through yes. it the best you can. And I know. so I'm, I'm, I'm proud of all of them right now and they're all doing great. So it's, uh, it's good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all your, um, you know, your, the, well, not all of them. We'll take the, the ones that you use, right? We'll take TikTok. We'll take some Instagram. Uh, we'll get your mm -hmm. website out there so people can find you. Because uh, well, I think you. you do, uh, you do, you started your coaching as well for other. Um, I'm, that's something I'm really open to is, um, you know, I know we had talked about um, with the podcast, just figuring out like discovery, which is not sounding wooden or like you're reading, like you're truly in the moment saying this for the first time or um, pacing, articulation, um, any of those audiobook skills. Um, I am super happy to help out with. And of course, if you have an audio book or a book and you'd like it to be an audiobook, 
I'm your lady. And if I'm not, I will be honest and I will send you two or three names of somebody who might be a better fit. And you have samples on your site, so the different like, oh, yeah. voices and the different range that you can bring. So uh, so yeah, if yeah, an yeah. author is looking, they can say, oh, well, this is what I picture this person sounding like. Then they can really dive into that. Yes. And see. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully anyone listening, uh, you know, that has a book and they want to, you know, check out your check out your stuff and, and see if, you know, see if you'd be a good fit for them. I'd, I'd love that. And if that ever happens, you got to let me know. So if someone <laughs> finds you and says, I, I heard like, you on this, you know. I know. Immediately I'll hit you up on Instagram and be like, oh my gosh, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while, but you got me one client. <laughs> we nailed it. Yep. I love it. Perfect. Perfect. Um, awesome. Well, listen, it's been awesome having you on the show. And uh, like you. I said, we'll get all your information out there. Yeah. Anything, uh, any closing thoughts that anything we missed talking about? I mean, we... Uh, you know, we got we got deep on some issues, which I was I'm happy to have because I think the AI thing is definitely a it's definitely a world issue that we have going on here. But for sure. Um, but yeah, anything that did we miss anything? Did we, you want to plug anything? Say hi to anybody? I don't know. I would say hi, mom, but my mom does not listen to <laughs> uh, my audiobooks or podcasts. Um, she's like, I listen to serious stuff, Lizzie. I'm like, thanks, thanks, mommy. Yeah, good job. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, this was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I had an absolute blast. This was so much fun. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I appreciate you for coming on. Like I said, I, you know, we touched upon it earlier. I don't think my shows are only as good as the people that come on them because um, no one wants to hear me talk for, you know, the whole time. So I love I having know. conversations, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my wife's not listening to just me talk for this long. So, oh. <laughs> so and who can blame her, right? She sounds pretty amazing. I'm not going to lie. She is. She is. And she's a reader. So she, um, anyway, so again, thank you. And, uh, you know, thanks everyone for, for checking out the show and be sure to, you know, share with a friend and like, and follow and check out, uh, check out, I'm going to, I'm going to call you Lizzie now, now that your mom calls That's you Lizzie. That's fine. I know my yeah. mom calls me Lizzie. You can't, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> so check out Lizzie's uh, page and, um, yeah, you hit her up with any questions or whatnot and, uh, stay casual. <laughs>